0: Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat.
1: Touchdown, Chris Tyree! Yes! 98 yards!
0: On Sports Radio 960 WSBT.
1: Wide open touchdown motor day! Lorenzo Styles! Here's your host, Darren
0: Preachett. 609 is Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on this Wednesday, three days away from Notre Dame, Ohio State, the season opener at the Horseshoe in Columbus. Well, Budweiser's—I should say—Game Day Sports Beat, brought to you by Michelob Ultra, will be debuting Saturday from four until six thirty. You can hear us on nine sixty AM WSBT. Streaming live at WSBTRadio.com and the WSBT Radio app. Kind of shaking my head. This is my 23rd season hosting game day sports beat. We've been through a lot together through the years. And my new co-host is going to join me right now on the program. You're very familiar with his work and his voice. Blue and Gold Illustrated's Notre Dame football beat reporter, Tyler Horka will join me every Saturday for some game day conversation as we break down Notre Dame's next game. And our debut voyage, I guess, will be Saturday from 4 till 6:30. I'll be back in our studios, and Tyler will be live from the Horseshoe in Columbus to offer a little flavor, what it's like in Columbus for this top five showdown. Well, Tyler, good to talk to you, and welcome to the Game Day Sportsbeat family. Looking forward to chatting with you for a couple of hours every Saturday about Notre Dame football.
1: Yeah, I can't wait either. I'll just say something really quickly. My my dad is a pilot for American Airlines, and for all my childhood, he always told me, son, if I wasn't flying airplanes, I wanted to do sports talk radio. So (laughs) this is kind of an opportunity to do something that, I guess he never really had the chance to do, but always wanted to do. So, you know, doing right by the family name. And it's something that I love doing as well. I love – I look forward to these weekly segments. And now I get to do it for, you know, even longer on Saturdays before the games, which, you know, Tyler Buckner said it yesterday. We all do this for the games. And, you know, we got 12 of them to talk about this fall. And I can't wait to do that with you.
0: Now, if he's flying, can he listen to an app and listen to the show?
1: I'm not sure. I I know when I was growing up, it was always he needed to get a dispatch and it was literally like a printed out box score. And he's like, oh, man, this team is doing that. But I bet you technology allows him to listen to me at this point. I would have no doubt about that.
0: Yeah. People on the flight can't listen to things like that. But, you know, I'm sure the pilot probably has some opportunities. Well, looking forward to talking to you on Saturday. But, hey, let's spend this Wednesday talking some Notre Dame football. And let's start with the wide receiver position, something we've talked about a lot during the offseason. I guess it's now coming more into focus who are the main guys, at least when you look at the depth chart. Jaden Thomas has grabbed a starting spot. Lorenzo Styles and Brayden Lindsey now. As we know, there could be running backs, tight ends. They could be lined up as wide receivers in this game. Just give me your gut feeling. How do you think this whole wide receiver positions are going to play out in this game against Ohio State?
1: Dare I say I'm actually pretty optimistic about this position group. I saw Chancey Stuckey coach these guys up very intently for three weeks in fall camp, and I was very impressed by the work that they put in. Now you have Jaden Thomas healthy. As you mentioned, he got over that hamstring strain. It looks like Dion Colsey, who's also on the depth chart, backing up Lorenzo Styles at boundary-wide receiver, He's past his knee sprain. So you've got numbers all of a sudden at that position, especially if you factor in Xavier Watts. Look, when you're playing football on Saturdays at this level, you're never going to rotate more than, you know, usually it's like six or seven guys. And if you add Xavier Watts, you've got eight. So I'm actually pretty comfortable with the numbers if everyone stays healthy. Now, from a talent perspective, Lorenzo Styles is shaping up to be a bona fide wide receiver number one. He's just a sophomore. He's going to get better every game throughout the season. The hope is that Jaden Thomas gets better every game throughout the season as well. And putting him at the starting slot wide receiver position, I think that actually bodes well for Notre Dame from a confidence perspective because there you've got a pretty big body guy who you think can do everything a slot wide receiver needs to do for your football team in order to have a successful offense. You can keep Lorenzo Styles on the outside now where maybe he's able to stretch the field a little bit more and make more plays downfield. And then you have a guy like Braden Lindsey on the other side of the field who that is his forte. He wants to burn opposing secondaries and get down the field. Maybe hit him on some bubble screens, get the ball in his hands, and see if you can set up some blocking so he can run with the ball down the field. All of a sudden, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about this position group, which was not the case all offseason.
0: And you got a guy in
1: Tobias Merriweather, who I was very impressed with as a true freshman in fall camp, not even on the depth chart. He's a guy mm-hmm. that could sneak up and come in, you know, in the second quarter or third quarter of some ball games and, and have some pretty big catches for this Notre Dame team. So this this is not an Ohio State wide receiver group. There is only one wide you know, wide receiver group like that in the country, and they reside in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Maybe Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But It's a pretty good group, and I think Notre Dame can do some things
0: with these guys. He is Tyler Horkin, Notre Dame football beat reporter, Blue and Gold Illustrated. Check out his work at blueandgold.com. So, game number one of the season. We know about three veteran cornerbacks that are going to be out there against this high-powered Ohio State offense. You've got Cam Hart. Clarence Lewis and Tariq Bracey. There has been a debate all offseason who are going to be the guys that are going to move up to those number four and number five spots? You know, you're going to need more than just three guys throughout an entire football season. You're probably going to need more than three in this game. It's going to be probably pretty warm in Columbus. And if Ohio State's offense is rolling, you know, you're going to need some reserves on standby. Benjamin Morrison, Jaden Mickey, at least appear to be four and five entering this football game. How comfortable do you think Irish fans should be knowing those two are one play away from being a very important part of this game?
1: They should be fairly comfortable. You never want to throw a true freshman on the back end of your defense, and both of those guys are true freshmen. But look, if they've outplayed the sophomores, and when I say sophomores, that's Ryan Barnes, Chance Tucker, who I think are guys who are progressing on a natural timeline, like you would see from year one to year two, if they're already ahead of those two guys, then that just means they're really good football players. And what I saw in fall camp would back that up. Benjamin Morrison, physical for his size, Jaden Mickey, kind of the same thing, two really good athletes, two cerebral players who their position coaches will talk up all day and say, these guys came in and they got it right, right away. And that's why they are where they are. And they're showing up, on a depth chart before a consensus top five game so comfortable yes uh cautiously optimistic is probably the better word just because you don't really know what they're going to look like when they've got a lineup of, across from jackson smith and jig and C.J. stroud is staring them down and saying i'm going to throw the ball over your head that might happen if they're forced into action this saturday i don't think Notre Dame wants those to be the guys that are out there, but the fact that they're showing up on the depth chart, depth chart means mm-hmm. if they have to, you know, so be it, and they're ready to play.
0: From a Notre Dame standpoint, going into this first game against Ohio State, what are you most excited about or curious about with this Notre Dame football team?
1: Two words, one name, Tyler Pubner.: <laughs> Yeah. And it has to be Tyler Buckner because this is his first start and it's coming against the number two team in the country on the road in what has to be one of the most hostile environments in the country. That is a really big ask for a true sophomore who hasn't started a football game, let alone at this level, since 2019. You know, COVID-19 wasn't a thing the last time Tyler Buckner started a football game at quarterback. Now, does that even really matter? I think some people will probably say no, because he's the same guy that he was uh, last year, and he's got a lot of the same qualities that he had when he was starting in San Diego, California three years ago. And now, obviously, he's a much more mature player. Tommy Reese has coached him up very intently in the last nine months to get him ready for this point. Marcus Freeman has been in his ear for the last nine months saying, You know, if you're going to be the guy, you're going to have to be ready to be the guy and show and
0: prove that
1: you're the guy. By all accounts, Tyler Buckner has done that. So I'm most interested to see if that translates onto the field. One thing I would say I'm a little worried about is we got to see two full practices at Notre Dame during fall camp, and he was a little bit of a slow starter. You know, he had some early misfires and the offense didn't look very smooth, but then Drew Pine would relieve him, maybe do a good thing, and then he would come out and be like, oh, yeah, I, I got to turn it on now. And he looked really mm. good. Against Ohio State, I don't know if the Buckeyes are going to afford to kind of
0: – maybe it is
1: C.J. Stroud hitting a deep ball and Ohio State goes up early 7-0, to and Buckner says, you know what, let's play. You saw that Virginia Tech last year. I know Buckner didn't start that game, but the Hokies kind of punched – Notre Dame in the mouth and Tyler Buckner responded and was a major reason why they won that game. And Tommy Reese has pointed to that game and said, hey, this is the type of baller that we have. This is the guy that we're starting at Ohio State. So I'm definitely most interested to see if that is the Tyler Buckner, Notre Dame is going to get, you know, play in, play out.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products like Venom-Heated Wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec Compression Boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and HyperVolt Massage Guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at HyperRice.com. Tyler, Ohio State favored by 17.5. Many consider Ohio State... The team with the best chance to win the national title, not from the Southeastern Conference. There is a lot of excitement around this Ohio State team. There is a perception that the defense is going to be a whole lot better than what we saw last year. Now, we have to see it to believe it. There's a lot of belief that this might be the best team in the country that the Irish are facing. I know we could spend a lot of time on this, but narrow it down. What is your biggest concerns about this matchup against Ohio State?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the offensive side of the ball because you've got maybe three guys over there who have intention to be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony in December. And I don't know if Notre Dame right now has one guy who you could confidently say, yeah, he's got a real shot to be there. I know Michael Mayer is maybe the best tight end in the country, but how many times do you see a tight end make it that far and go to that ceremony? You got CJ Stroud. Uh, Travion Henderson and I mentioned Jackson Smith at Jigba those guys all had some of the best seasons at their respective positions in all of college football last year they all play on the same team and they're all back presumably better more mature a little wiser and just better football players so it's just a really scary proposition for Notre Dame to be up against that in their friendly confines I think Ryan Day is a heck of a coach so not only are these guys just supremely talented Athletically, they're coached by someone who sought them out. Uh, You know, Urban Meyer might be one of the best offensive minds this game has ever seen. He's kind of an Urban Meyer protege. Was with him there for a few years before he got this opportunity. Ryan Day is 34 and 4 as a head coach since Mm. he he was 3 and 0 as an interim in 2018, and obviously he's 31 and 4 in the few seasons since then. So this is just a powerhouse. You laid it out perfectly in your question. They're one of the best programs in the country not just one of the best teams this year they do this year in and year out I mean we're talking about a team last year that finished 11 and 2 won the Rose Bowl and somehow they have a chip on their shoulder because they felt like they (laughs) underperformed and they lost to those guys wearing maize and blue so it's just it's just a really tough ask against a really good team for Notre Dame
0: Tyler Horka, Blue and Gold Illustrated. Check out his work at blueandgold.com. My new co-host for Game Day Sportsbeat, powered by Michelob Ultra, Saturdays here on WSBT Radio. So let's narrow it down to this. As you look into your crystal ball, what are the ultimate keys for Notre Dame to go into Columbus and pretty much shock everybody in the country not wearing blue and gold and take down number 2 Ohio State?
1: I think it's going to be limiting the big play potential that Ohio State has. If they grind out a 12-play, seven-minute drive, yeah, the defense is going to be frustrated for Notre Dame because they were out there for so long, and drives like that usually result in touchdowns. But if you give Ohio State the opportunity to strike in two plays and then maybe Notre Dame goes three and out, and all of a sudden Ohio State's out there again, and then they hit you with that long drive, that's going to be a really long day for Notre Dame. So none of the big plays you, you can't let Ohio state score 60 yarders on your 70 yard yarders on. You. And we saw that a little bit with the Notre Dame defense last year, the big play was definitely an issue, even in, you know, against Florida state in that season opener, that's kind of how that game got to overtime in the first place. So if you're giving up big plays to this Ohio state team, it's, it's pretty much good night. And then, On the other side of the ball, I think Notre Dame wants to have, you know, sustained long drives of its own because that's kind of the DNA of this football team. Marcus Freeman has said it over and over in the offseason, we're going to run the ball. And, you know, if that means a 70-yard touchdown for Chris Tyree, then they're going to take that all day. But if that means Audric Estime gets 7 here and 10 there, and then Tyree hits you for 15 and Logan Diggs goes 5-5-5, all of a sudden you are playing right into the strengths of this Notre Dame team, and that'll kind of prolong the game for them but then you know those two things have to work in tandem because if Notre Dame is sustaining those drives but then Ohio State hits them very quickly it's seven to seven and pretty much all that work that the Notre Dame offense did is eradicated so two different strategies on both sides of the ball uh, I think Notre Dame has a chance if it can sustain drives and and not let Ohio State score the big play and Notre Dame defense is uh if you guys saw Jason Adamalola's quote yesterday, <laughs> they are the uh the baddest you know waters in the country is what he said. So they they have a chance to prove it because I think Ohio State on the other side of the ball probably has maybe the best offense in the country.
0: I don't remember the last time a Notre Dame football player was as violent in his words as Adamiola was Last night, there's a little bulletin board material for Ohio State in there, in those comments, I think. I can't remember the last time someone was as aggressive in their comments like this. It kind of sounds like once he started to go down that road again, he kind of got pulled away from his media duties. But I was was shocked you were standing there. I mean, this guy is a confident football player, and I think he was just speaking honestly.
1: The crazy thing is Notre Dame has two of them. They have two guys with the same last name yeah. That's Adam Alola and they're equally as confident. So of course the other one backs up Isaiah Foskey as uh, the team's number two Viper and number two sack getter from a season ago. And I think he has his sights on improving his total of five sacks a year ago, but I talked to him a couple times this offseason. He says, there's no reason why I can't get double digits. And Isaiah Foskey gets double digits. If that's the case, they better uh, spend some of those on C.J. Stroud because we were talking about keys to victory for Notre Dame a little earlier. I think bringing down number seven on the other side is is mm-hmm. a huge one. He can't throw touchdown passes when he's laying on the ground. I know that's groundbreaking <laughs> material, but it's, uh, it's a pretty good proposition for Notre Dame if they get that guy to the ground.
0: All right, let me leave you with this. My Twitter question of the day today who will win this year's college football national championship? You get two choices. Choice number one is Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia. Your second choice is Notre Dame and everybody else. You get the rest of the field. Which direction do you go?
1: I know all the listeners out there want me to go choice number two, but i I got to go choice number one. And, and listen to this. It's not because Ohio State is – some you know big bad team and Notre Dame is playing the- to win it all. I think that's actually Alabama, and I think Alabama yeah. somehow you know has a chip on its its shoulder as well. It's crazy how good these programs are when they have all the success that they had last year. Alabama losing in the national title game. And, you
0: mean the rebuilding you know, killing- year?
1: <laughs> right, right, yeah, the rebuilding <laughs> year. The o- the offensive line wasn't very good, right? And that's that's the only reason they lost it all. But I, I think. <laughs> You know, you got to. We talk all about all about C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young is the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, and you know he could do it again. So, if you would have given me Alabama in the field, I might have taken Alabama. Hmm. But that's that's only because uh, I was forced to make picks for our preview magazine not long ago, and I picked Alabama over Ohio State. So there's two of the teams in your Twitter question choice number one right there. So I have to go with that choice, the first choice.
0: I'm making my picks on Friday and what you just said kind of sounds very familiar what I have on a piece of paper for Friday's program, unfortunately. All right, Tyler, you've got everything covered at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. What's a Blue and Gold Saturday going to look like?
1: We're going to have game day central courtesy of Mike Singer, our recruiting reporter. Uh, He does a fantastic job and this Saturday is going to look a little bit different. I think Patrick Engel and I, my coworker, are going to get to Columbus on Friday night, wake up early, and see what we can find at College Game Day. Maybe we'll find a couple of Notre Dame fans who made a lengthy trip, or maybe they live in Columbus and they've been waiting for this type of opportunity to see the Fighting Irish on game day. So we'll see what we can do. Boots on the ground reporting, and then aside from that, uh, you know, if after the game if you want to read about Notre Dame and what happened there is no better place than to go than blueandgold.com. I think we have the best game day package there is, and if it gets to be a little too late on Saturday night, wake up early, go to blueandgold.com on Sunday morning, and you will it'll be like Christmas morning, especially if Notre Dame wins because it'll all be right there for you, and you're going to want to read every last word. We do it uh, better than anybody else, blueandgold.com.
0: Tyler, I will talk to you Saturday from 4 to 6.30 on Game Day Sports Speed, powered by Michelob Ultra. And then we will start our Monday 5.30 visits to recap the previous Notre Dame game coming up this Monday. So looking forward to chatting with you quite a bit over the next couple of days.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's finally here. We've been counting down, yes. but it's finally here. I can't wait.
0: No doubt about it. Tyler, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for your time. All right. Thank you. Tyler Horka, check him out. Blue and Gold Illustrated, the website, Blue and Gold dot com and again he's my new co-host for Game Day Sports Beat and you can hear Tyler and I Saturday from four until six thirty he'll be live from the horseshoe in Columbus site of Notre Dame and Ohio State six twenty nine at WSBT with lucky landslots
1: you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.